Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Scroobius Pip. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 152. I'm recording this on my little mobile kit because um, I'm away filming at the moment. Um, hope the quality is okay. Yeah, how are you all doing, guys? Did I say 152? It's 153. I can't remember what I said. It's 153 if I said two. If I said three, then ignore this section. Man, this is a good podcast this week. Genuinely one of my favourites I've ever done. And those who listen every week will know that's not something I just say every week. But yeah, a great episode with the wonderful Sophia Batella. Um, I recorded this while I was in LA a few weeks ago, uh, which is also where I recorded uh, last week's episode, uh, the spoken word one, which got an amazing reaction. Thank you all very much for for the reaction to that. That meant the world. Um, I didn't expect that to go out as early as it did. Uh, basically, I recorded that because I know that at the moment I'm away filming and I've got a load of other things on at the moment, so I don't want to miss a podcast. So I recorded that as an emergency, and I thought last week was going to be the special on, on Destiny that I went to LA to do. Um, yeah, I'm doing a, a, a special with Activision on um, on Destiny 2. Uh, it's fascinating. I got crazy, unprecedented access to, to some of the creators and, and some of the gamers. I had an amazing time out there. Also, before I went, I spoke to Dan Lassac because he's big into that game. So I'm excited about that special. But I was thinking, oh, I'll have to rush that out. It was going to be hard because it's a load of different conversations, but they kind of kindly said, no, there's no rush. Like, let's, let, let's put it out in July kind of time. So um, so that was cool, but it then meant I didn't want to put this week's out one, this week's one out last week because uh, Sophia's new film, The Mummy, is out next week. So I wanted to put that out now. Uh, so I didn't want to put it out there. Anyway, there was a spoken word one last week and I got a lot of love and loads of, of kind words. Thank you very much for that. Also need to mention, this is the first intro I think I've recorded since we launched the Ducks Summer Range. Um, so me and my label, Speech Development Records, have released swimwear. We've released swimsuits, short swimsuits, leggings, there's snapbacks and all sorts of, of vests and all sorts. But the big seller has been the sunglasses that are just these really nice matte black sunglasses with our slogan of, we may not be for you and that's fine. Um, on the arms and they've been flying out obviously i'm not really a hard sell guy so i'm if you're not after any swimwear then don't go and get any but it's free to have a look and the photo shoot we did is one of my favorite projects i've done right so me uh, amazing photographer shaley Owen wolf and his assistant asha we also took along chris glasson of hardcore listing and redshift rebels fame a Megan Biffin to do the makeup, a Vicky Kate or Tawny photo on Instagram to do the behind the scenes. And we broke into an abandoned pontins and we did this amazing shoot in the abandoned swimming pool, in the abandoned snooker hall, outside the abandoned pub, just everywhere. It was, it's mad. It's, it, the, the images that we got are just are stunning. So go to scroobiuspip.co.uk and there's a gallery there, but equally I've got it on my Facebook page and on my Instagram, uh, and please, the models I got, I was blown away by, they were absolutely amazing, so please follow them, if you go to my, Instagram is the, the best for that, if you go to my Instagram to look at the photos, I will have tagged them in every photo, but it was uh, Jess Megan, uh, Ch- Chili Ray, Tetta Maria, um, Giacomo Marone, Giacomo G- G- Giacomo, I kept calling him Giacomo, it's pronounced Giacomo, I'm an idiot, uh, Marone, and Tommy Wills, um, 
and yeah, mate, just check those photos out and go and give those those kids some love and some follows. I mean, I've also got a lot of love for my my explosive fitness um, instigated abs. So thanks for that too. That's very kind of you all. Um, a lot of people said, "Have you have you just released swimwear because you've got abs at the moment?" and it's quite the opposite. I got abs because I knew I was releasing swimwear. I was like, I need, I, I need to model this. I need to get in shape. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so that was fun. So go and check that out. As said, Instagram or Twitter or wherever, at ScroobiusPipio, Facebook.com slash ScroobiusPip, blah, 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 blah. Check all that out. Onto this podcast, though. Um, I've said a few times, it's always a worry when it's someone that you've not really met that... Like, I've not met... I hadn't... I met Sophia before now. Um, this was a beautiful one, actually, because I'd actually been approached by Universal to talk to her when she's in London. And I'm away filming and I'm busy, but we follow each other on t- on Twitter, so I kind of just, just hit her up while I was in, in LA and said, do you fancy a chat? And I was amazed that she, she made time, considering she's one of three leads. It's her, Tom Cruise, and Russell Crowe are, like, are the leads in The Mummy, and that comes out, like, that's out next week but this was only recorded a couple of weeks ago so it was in full promo mode um and she's also in a film called atomic blonde coming out which i saw the trailer in the cinema out there and it looks amazing so i was buzzing for that so yeah we hooked it up um and we sat down and had a chat and it was amazing um yeah as i was saying it's kind of there's sometimes that nerve nerves that if you've not met someone if the conversation will be flowing, if they're going to be a good talker. I mean, particularly even, you know, someone who, who English isn't their first language. It's like, how how's this, this, this going to go? And I was just in absolute awe for most of this podcast because the stories that she told, the, 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 the routes we went down, her general outlook and attitude was just so inspirational to me. So, um, yeah, it couldn't have gone, gone better. I couldn't have been happier with that conversation. So... I went back to my little Airbnb and uh, converted it all. Just delighted that that the the serendipitous nature of my trip timing with when she was in LA before she goes off to Australia and um, Japan, I think, to promote it and all this kind of thing. So yeah, it's a great episode. You're gonna love it. I want to talk at this point about some of the stories and some of her history, but I'll let her do it. Hey. Eh? Let's let's let her cover that. Um, I'll be be back at the end to mention a few things. Hardcore listing. If you're a fan of the Hardcore Listing podcast with Chris and Stu, who are my two idiot friends on the Drunk Casts, then their podcast is going crazy at the moment. Amazing episodes, but they're doing a live show on August 10th in London. So I'll talk about that in a bit. But for now, this is episode 153 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Sophia Batella. Right, I'm. Oh, I'm, I'm putting my headphones out already. I'm here today with uh, uh, Sophia Botella. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, uh, I'm all right. Have I pronounced your name right there? I always worry when it's not a simple. Say it again. Sophia Botella. Botella. Yeah. Botella. Yeah. Sophia Botella. <laughs> That's good. Um, That's it, yeah. And we're in LA, and 
I'm delighted you've had time to to come and chat with me because it must be m- manic for you right now. Yes. Um, I've 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 been in LA a week, and I was saying this, and you've not s- seen it all, but I've seen your face at least ten times a day because you're on every billboard, and yeah, it's all about to happen. So. Yeah, I heard. Um, I personally haven't seen them. I think every yeah. time I'm in the car, I'm on the phone because I have to catch up with some emails. Yeah, it's been a bit crazy. I I, I don't look at my emails while I'm driving. I yeah, that's good. Uh, because I'm working every day. I have a driver coming and picking me up. I actually don't own a car right at the moment. Yeah, which is strange. But uh, so in LA, you need to have a driver then, because yeah, it's that's it's, how everything it's impossible to walk around and and try to have something spontaneous happen to you we, you go from one point to another yeah, and you have to have it planned sort of thing yeah that's the that that's the down uh, side i think of la it's hard yeah. like in new york or paris london you can walk around and, f- and, and find stuff and stumble upon stuff exactly or upon people yeah and and have your day taken from that point on yeah and i miss that aspect uh of my life when i'm in la a bit it's weird uh, why do you think uh, LA is like that. Is it because of how sp- spread out it is? I guess that there's not that kind of just you're going to this particular area or this district. You're, it's so spread out that you are going to one place in this area and one place there. Exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think there are specific areas where you choose and decide mm. where you can hang out, and they they have different sort of identity and style about them. Yeah. Whether you're in West Hollywood or Silver Lake or or North Hollywood. But, uh, yeah, you go to a specific place and it's very rare to see people just strolling around. Yeah. And they, I, I think the way that the city is, is set up in and, and where not necessarily shops, but like restaurants or cafes are, they're all very far apart from each yeah. other, yeah. from one another. And so, um, and so that's, and yeah, LA is a very big city. Yeah, it's, it's just so it's spread huge. Out. It's, it's, it's weird. a massive grid. Because the first, see it, yeah. From the airplane, when you land, you yeah. realize what kind of how like, vast mad, it is. Yeah, cubicle sort of city it is. And it is one. I think you're right. It's not one that you can stumble upon things so easy. The first two times I came to LA, I, w- I wasn't a fan of it. I didn't like it at all. And then I came here with people, or went, and then I knew people from here. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I saw this amazing city that was great because mm-hmm. they knew where we were going and what was mm-hmm. going on in it. Yeah. It opens it up a bit more. Yeah, it is a city that doesn't invite much sponta- spontaneity. Yeah. yeah, That's one thing about this place. But I think if you know the right people and you find you, the, the good group of people that yeah. you that you get along with, I think you can have a good a good experience. And it can be also an awful one if you're all of a sudden in you know in with the wrong in the, <laughs> the wrong people areas. that don't wrong areas or <laughs> yeah. or if with, you're with people that just don't suit you. I mean, there is a thing people. For everyone here, and I think there's all sort of style. Or uh, I mean, yeah. if you look for art, if you look for nature, there's all that sort of aspect that this city can uh, can definitely invite. I, I also miss, you know, walking around and having a sense of history, um, and 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 time. It's a very yeah. young place, yeah. And I, I I do miss that when I walk around in London. I think visually, you know, putting your eyes on some, you know, thousand year old church or it, it's it's yeah, it's, it's it's gratifying, I, and I grew up in that sort of context. So not having that uh, th- that that access in LA is, um, if you're used to it, I'd say it could be a bit strange. Yeah, it's a weird one. The first time I came to America, it made me then appreciate London more, and and going around Europe even made me appreciate that London is also a beautiful city. Because I would go on tour, and if we're in, I always remember just just one in particular. 
are going to Metz in France and it had some some of this the most beautiful architecture and things like that and I was like right I've got that at home as well but because I've lived there my whole life I've taken it for granted and then you come to America and you're like everything's 100 years old at most yeah. and yeah you don't yeah. have that yeah. that excitement there absolutely yeah how long have you been in LA but you have access to nature and that's beautiful yeah. I like completely. that where you live that you can go on hikes in beautiful places yeah and you can go to the beach and that, that that's nice that aspect is nice it's still a desert yeah. you can go from canyon to to, to to being in the middle of the ocean in, yeah. in moments yeah absolutely I like that um I, so you live kind of out here and and in in in, in Paris still? Uh, no, I don't actually. Where, where are moved, you located? I moved, here, I moved here eleven years ago. Eleven years ago, wow! So quite spontaneously, actually, yeah. I was on tour with Madonna, my first tour. Yeah. And we were in Tokyo, and at the time, uh, me and my mom lost our home, right, where we lived. And I told her to just take something for herself and not worry about me. And oh, wow. we have rehearsed that tour in LA that time, mm. and I had uh, about uh, two or three more months on my visa. And just, you know, I, I, out of, you know, as a dare, I told myself, I'll just go there, see, not necessarily to move, but yeah. I thought I'd stay here for a few months. And I ended up just working on my, uh, an, another visa, yeah. which I had and was approved and I ended up staying. And I thought, when I was younger, I took acting classes in Paris and I thought, you know, it's the place, so why not take classes and go back yeah. to the theater? And I found an amazing teacher, Arthur Mendoza. And uh, at the, he taught Stella Adler at this little oh, theater right. called ACT, Actor Circle Theater. Yeah. This theater doesn't exist anymore. Oh, wow. But uh, I studied there for about five, six years. That's amazing. On and off when I wasn't um, dancing, working. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So, so so what was your upbringing? Uh, where did you gr- uh, gr- grow up uh, uh, with your mom? You're Algerian, mm-hmm. right? So were you in our... I know, obviously, when... Um, so you would have been born around twenty to thirty years after the the civil war there and the uprising, yeah. mm-hmm. and I know a lot of um, Algerians moved the the French Algerian in over to France. So what was your kind of where were you in all of that as as your youth? I um, I grew. Should I close this? If you like, it's yeah. it's up to you. Would it be loud? No, it's Anything it's fine. Right? It's, no? okay. it's nice to have some atmosphere. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, oh yeah, you're right. Let's have some a bit of LA atmosphere in the back. Yeah, you know, you, you you'll have some atmosphere once you ha- hear the sirens. Yeah, exactly. Because they're super loud. Um, yeah, I've, here I've, in LA, sometimes I'm on the phone with people and it feels like this, the, the fire truck just just ram into my apartment. In in LA, I sleep with <laughs> earplugs in just because yeah, it's to. just it's everywhere. Everywhere I've ever stayed is noisy. I've never found somewhere that's kind of a bit quiet and. Yeah, yeah, there are some it. places, but definitely here not on this arter here in the middle of it all um yeah i was born in algeria uh, yeah. about t- exactly 20 years after algeria gained its independence yeah. in 1962 yeah i was born in 82 uh i um yes yeah, so uh no, so from the war from algeria being 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 france yeah, yeah. french but uh when i was born they i mean we left algeria because of the civil war yeah and uh and huge amounts 10. did right like I've, i'm sure it was like a, almost a, a million or so um people left because of because it was was it a nine year war or a 12 year war or was it like was it it was a long period of time that it was a mm-hmm. battle to get your country back essentially so yeah 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 it was like it would i mean algeria was colonized for over 100 yeah years yeah by France. Crazy. 
Uh, I, my parents were born French. I was born yeah. Algerian. But right. then there, there was another, there was a civil war then at the yeah. time when I was when I was a kid. And at the time, a lot of people were trying to uh, to, to leave, leave the country. Yeah. And we were, uh, me and my family, me and my mom were one of the few luckiest, luckiest ones who were able to leave without... Um, really a struggle yeah but i i remember i went to school one morning and i came back to the apartment and it was empty and my parents wouldn't tell me that we were we would leave because i would tell everybody and it would be known and my dad oh, spoke right. against that political party that were extremist and um and it wasn't it wasn't safe yeah. anymore but they wouldn't tell me yeah because i would tell everybody because I, I don't think you know what when you're 10 years of age you realize what's happening or the stakes no you're not gonna have the understanding of yeah of but i've when i've been all. to france at the time a few times uh with my father who already lived in france mm. um and paris had some sort of aspect that you know where you're a kid you felt like i felt like yeah we had access to everything in france yeah, you know yeah. because of silly things like there wasn't coca-cola in algeria or bananas yeah and or candies like you know yeah. uh, flowing at the sh in the shop yeah and uh and i was wildly excited until i moved to france and realized what a gap it was and everything that i had to catch up i knew i wasn't you know i wasn't a popular kid right and uh at all in france and uh, that's when i think little by little I i've experienced quite a, a culture shock yeah yeah, so that that kind of that uh, dream perception of this wonderful place you're going to, without the realization that when you get there, you don't know anyone and you're not mm -hmm. the same as everyone else, yeah. and there's something different about you, or you've your level of education or level of whatever else is going to be slightly different and have gone on a different tangent. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I didn't I didn't realize that this was going to happen at all. I came in the picture quite naively, yeah, thinking you know when you when I was in Algeria, we used to make soccer balls out of paper. Yeah, we would smash paper on top of each other yeah. and would tape them, and this was enough and fine and fun actually, yeah. you know. And uh, and in France, it was very much about other things and. And part of me felt like I need to catch up with all of that because I think it's survival, and I think you, you know, ultimately you want to belong. And it's hard when you're a kid to Completely to be age. wise and think I don't care and think yeah. it doesn't matter. It takes a while for this aspect to take place and to have the the wiseness or the maturity to think that it shouldn't matter. Yeah. But it come it doesn't come without a sense of insecurity or a sense of you know needing feeling that you're you know uh, trying to catch up with something, running after something that that seems so big at the time but yeah. but i think ultimately you know it, it helped me a, a great deal because because i did catch up with my time because i refused to you know i didn't victimize myself and i never and i refused to uh, to be behind yeah or to be left behind or not considered and i think you know what helped me the most is dancing yeah. and expressing myself that was a great relief and i feel very lucky that i had that to as a as an exutoire how do you say as a um, as an escape yeah. for me to feel like relevant and feel uh, you know good enough was that something you were already um, involved in and passionate about before you moved to France yeah yeah I started ballet in Algeria actually probably yeah. the only ballet school in the country oh wow and uh, my teacher um, Kamir and Faouja they were teach uh, they were sisters and I think one of them went to the Bolchoi actually and wow. they were very serious and very good teachers and uh and um, and I was in that school. My father, I think, have worked with one of them, and I was I was in this school. And when I moved to France, I asked if I could keep going, and I and I was uh, lucky to be able to do so. Yeah. Um, and did France open up, open you up 
more opportunity to a, a, a variation of styles of dance and things like that because yeah. I'd imagine if you're in one place in Algeria if there's one there's one ballet school then that's that's mm-hmm. all you'd know whereas mm-hmm. suddenly you're in in the metropolis where yeah. there's all sorts of variation yeah it's frightening yeah when there's that many options I think yeah 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 um well it's sometimes easier to to not have those options so it's like oh here's what i do yeah you don't have to make a choice you just do that yeah sometimes restrictions are are blessings yeah i think yeah but and having the choice to i mean uh, and uh, my personality also i want to try everything a lot of time so i by elimination i know what's what's good so um no i I think you know i did ballet and then i came back to i came to france i did ballet and i was in rhythmic gymnastics as well yeah but everything i've done was very more on the strict side, yeah. Uh, in 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 that sense, but I wanted to have a feel a bit of sense of freedom yeah. in my dancing. And uh, some dancers that I've met that were um, in that in that dance school were hip hop dancers, and I was fascinated by by mm. what they were able to do. And their sense of freedom was uh, was uh, was staggering t- yeah. for me. I I I, I envy them. And I wanted to do that, and most of them were men, and I was wondering why isn't there more women there? Yeah. And then whenever I would see women coming there, I would see the men just trying to chase them and right. trying to be, you know, hook up <laughs> yeah. with them. And I yeah, was like, yeah. hey, I don't want to have that dynamic. I really want to learn, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. And I, and in a rebellious way, I wanted to do hip hop, and yeah. so I dressed like a tomboy, yeah. and I put my hair in a hat because I wanted to learn. I didn't want to attract attention any other yeah. way than just for the art, and. Um, I did that for a few years, yeah. but that was just a way to rebel against everything I can, uh, that I've learned that was far more academic. It's got to be so a great far. combination, though, because the roots in, in dance forms that are far more strict and disciplined. So when you're then approaching a form that's got that bit more freedom, you've still got that work ethic and yeah. discipline to, to, yeah. to develop it and, and learn it yeah. quickly. And um, mm-hmm. I always remember when I had, I had Riz Ahmed on the podcast, he, he was saying... He was really disheartened after his first few films or TV things he did because he drilled his lines, got everything perfect, and the first two or three he turned up and they pretty much threw the script away and improvised it all. <laughs> and his mind was, I've worked really hard to learn mm. all of this and get it all tight, but you know and what? we're just making it up. But, but then he has it in his back pocket. That's exactly what that, he said. He will... said he still does that now because he's like, right, even though he knows half the time it's going to be thrown away, he's got that. So when they yeah. need to, if they're if what they're improvising isn't finding its spot, mm-hmm. he's got that mm-hmm. that worked out script mm-hmm. to fall back on and go, no, I, I know it back to front. I've got this. Yes, I've got this yeah. covered. Yeah, because he knows what he's talking about. It's yeah. not about the lines at all. Yeah. I think what the, all the work he's done probably um, gave, gave him a, a good sense of what it is about. So improvisation is like widely invited at that yeah. point. Um, yeah, when I started doing hip-hop, because I was widely flexible. Yeah. And um, and a lot of the, the dancers were telling me, no, do this and do that. And I wanted to put aside completely everything that I've learned. And I wanted to learn the basics of... of and then there are basics uh movement uh, in in hip-hop and, yeah. and in breakdancing more specifically yeah. and i just wanted to drill those moves and then once i felt that i had the sense of the of them and i was i was able to do them technically uh, as far as correctly as i could you know i was bringing my aspect and i think my 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 oddness and i made it my style and my yeah. own but i wanted yeah i think the discipline it's the discipline of, of getting that have, route rather yeah. than going yeah i want to be jumping off or fast yeah. forwarding straight yeah. to this point yeah um it's a fascinating one my my i was, I was talking to my a, a brother about this recently and 
and that kind of discipline is something that's that's lost more and more in the world today because mm-hmm. we have so many windows to the end point mm-hmm. so we can see where we want to be and we want to fast forward there and it was i think it was saying it was was socrates originally if you if you studied under socrates you weren't allowed to ask a question for the first 3 years mm-hmm. so for 3 years in his classes you had to listen because it was warrant it was it was deemed that you're not worthy of questioning until you've had three years of listening and again that's something that i loved hearing that but equally that's, that, that's, that, that couldn't happen now that, that couldn't happen now if, yeah. you know is is it that kind of discipline is lost yes yeah yeah you uh, i completely agree with that and I, I i adopt that i did not know that story but yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look into that yeah, it's it, a good it, approach. it is interesting i i feel like i i adopt that in everything that i do because I need to learn the basics, like even the teacher that I've had in acting yeah. and the way I've learned and the way I wanted to develop my, my, I think my career in terms of acting, I, I always thought, you know, I, I want to, to be there for, for the right reasons, but also yeah. because I've learned and I feel like I have a good knowledge on it, not because I came in that world through the exit door. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, I, I just don't, me personally, work well that way. Yeah, completely. I think that's, again, it's, it's something that comes from coming from any kind of a working class or or impoverished kind of start or or as again uh, the life of 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 finding yourself as an immigrant in France is that thing that you've always had to earn mm-hmm. earn everything so yeah. the, you kind of the stuff that you get the value almost becomes what you did to get it rather mm-hmm. than the actual thing Absolutely. so the 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 prize isn't the expensive car you've got the mm-hmm. prizes mm-hmm. all the work you've done to mm-hmm. get that expensive car and mm-hmm. that kind of yeah i that's completely the real agree with all of that yeah. yeah it's it's very it's very dear to me and important and and i worked with somebody who's 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 who means a lot to me and and i asked her an advice and she said anything you get fast you'll lose fast yeah and she said earning what you're what you're doing will only invite longevity and yeah. and truth into your work and that just that marked me very much, and I try to adopt that in everything I do. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, people ask me questions about my opinion on certain things, and and very easily I say without any fear or, or insecurity of not knowing that I said I, I haven't gone to that yet. Yeah. And I feel like whenever I do, I feel like I need to research or to study. Yeah. Far more than I have better. Fortunately, or unfortunately for that cause, but fortunately for others, yeah. for other ones that have been spending time in, in other genres trying to be perfect these other uh, areas in my life that I feel yeah. like I need to. But in, every, in anything I do, people I work with, my, my, the people that represent me or friends, and, and I, I ask a lot of questions because I, I don't like not knowing. Yeah. Not knowing, because I think... When that, I moved to France, that must be so refreshing in in this industry, though, because so it, much it from what I've seen in in the acting industry is people always wanting to give the impression that that they know everything and they know what they're doing and they're meant to be there. It's it's something, uh, and and not to compare, but it's something that I went down really well when I was doing Taboo because I'd ask if I could stay and watch when they'd wrapped me because I've not had years of acting class and I, I need to be learning as much as I can right. rather than going to a hotel room yeah. and sitting there and having room service it's like well mm. if if Tom Hardy is here and Stephen Graham and and, and and Tom Hollander and loads of people I respect 
I'd like to sit and watch and learn and kind of mm-hmm. take as much in as possible. And that seems to go down well because, again, everyone tends to be turning up with their chest puffed out to give mm-hmm. the impression that I'm equal to everyone, I've achieved everything. So th- the ability to ask questions and say, mm-hmm. can you explain why we're doing this or what this is, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a refreshing thing, right? I, I think so. I, I do it uh, every time. Yeah. And I think, I, I think I've come across different, different kind of people, people that said yes, of course, and they were eager to share with me their knowledge. Yeah. And I've come across people who thought my questioning was second-guessing their own Right. Like, the, like their own knowledge and yeah. me not trusting that I said no not at all it's, and yeah. I come across maybe it's my French accent or the tone of my voice yeah. as being right. like, a bit direct <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's not that it's just that I don't go around saying things with like, I don't sugarcoat my, my, my wording I'm yeah. polite I think but yeah. I bluntly ask question what is this and I think that's how I survived when I moved to France Yeah, that was the only way to survive was to yeah. ask questions so no and catch up with that and same thing when I moved to America yeah. when I first started working with Madonna my English was very poor yeah. it was very it was, was not great at all and I had to uh, like the method of working methods of working were very different and and I think as a as, as you know as a, dancing is as being a form a mute form of, of uh, communication you know not yeah. very much voice but very much physicalized I, I thought I have I have to learn about all these things and I have to speak louder and yeah. I have to be understood and I, I, I need to understand others so I bothered what is this what is that how do you say this how in, in what in which context and try and read as much as possible and uh, but that's all survival yeah I think uh, completely it's, it's making it so that you can be in this this situation mm-hmm. for as long as a longer time as possible mm-hmm. if you sit there quietly pretending you understand everything then you're going to miss loads and fall out of that situation mm-hmm. right whereas mm-hmm. if you address those the bits you don't understand as quickly as possible then mm-hmm. y- you've got that now yeah you've got that and you can move on i think so. so so what was the route the path from um algerian immigrant f- trained ballet dancer sneaking into becoming a street dancer mm. to touring with madonna and 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 working with all sorts of 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 pop acts and I know it's. Uh, the, How did that all come about? I know it's it's a bit of a maze uh, when yeah. I look back at it. I, I I think I still have the sequence of order in my head. Yeah. Because I I think it came all. It could have been all messy, but I I think I've made decisions early on um, to so it wasn't messy, but it came out of sequence. I mean, out of uh, in, in different order. Right. Uh, then since I'm five, started acting when I was seventeen. A friend of mine told me there was this. Um, audition and Blanca Lee, a Spanish choreographer, was right. going to direct this musical and ended up booking it. Yeah. And I booked a love interest to the lead guy and I had to dance and, and I absolutely adored um, uh, acting. Yeah. And I think I, when I, what I liked about it is the fact that I think I've always danced from the same place that I've, from what I found in acting. Yeah. I've danced from, of course, a place of emotion and, but also a place of story. And I've right. always had a story, even though, you know, you could see just technical moves, but yeah. I've always made up a story. But, um, and then I took acting classes and I did a few projects until the age of 18, but I didn't really, I wasn't a commercial dancer. In France, I never worked with artists and yeah. I wasn't doing TV at all. I, uh, I was in a very underground hip hop group called Vagabond yeah. and I would do shows in theaters, but it was not, uh, 
it was not like what I've done after later yeah. on. And then I auditioned for Nike and I ended up booking that. Right. And the director, uh, I mean, the choreographer for, for, for that at the time was doing Madonna's, uh, I've been directing Madonna's shows for the past 10 or so years. Yeah. And so he took me on Madonna straight from that. So I, I haven't had a lot of experience when I, when I started working with her. Yeah. And she's a bit avant-garde like that. She, I've, I consider myself lucky that I um, that I worked with her for so mm. long and at such a young age. But she she likes to discover people. Yeah. I mean, when I when she met me, I was a complete tomboy. I remember she came to me once and she asked me if I've ever danced in heels before, and I said no. And she gave me a pair of heels that were very fancy <laughs> and beautiful. And she said there is a beginning for everything, and she handed Amazing. them to me. And um, and she taught me a huge amount. Yeah. And it's I mean. I've, she's the main artist and person that I've worked with as a dancer yeah it's 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 beautiful hearing this because from the outside it 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 speaks to what you were saying about the the preparation and and discipline because from the outside you've been plucked almost out of nowhere by Nike and then Madonna has found you and all this but in reality you've been preparing for that since you were five Mm -hmm. and training and getting yourself so whilst there is some some luck and moments it's luck that you've prepared yourself to have and trained yourself to have so when that opportunity does come you can make the most of it and turn it into a career rather than an opportunity comes and you just it's there and it's gone it's funny how luck is is a subjective one isn't it yeah i think you work for your luck yeah i agree completely i I don't think i've ever realized uh, that i was working or for to to get to anywhere yeah to get anywhere specifically I, i i've never did things to to, to have a specific outcome from them yeah uh, generally from an artist from an artistic standpoint I, I I just felt strongly towards some discipline that I that, that I really needed to exert and 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 uh, to to um, to live and and, and 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 go through but I'd never I always thought I prefer to dance the way I truly feel and have another job if it's to make money but I yeah. never thought. I want to make money with that genre no matter what and I'll just substitute what I truly love in order to, yeah. you know, I, I never made the, the connection and then and it was two separate things. Yeah. I really, uh, I've, I've always felt passionate about the thing that I engage in and I wanted to stick to that because it felt like almost vital yeah. and the same way that I that I stopped acting because I knew I cared about it but I knew I wasn't done with dancing. And I felt like I had my butt between two chairs and being indecisive yeah, was not yeah, a yeah, good, yeah. Uh, didn't make me feel strong yeah. and didn't make me feel solid in my choices and so made me feel weak in any genre that I was, um, that I was, uh, that I was getting involved in. Yeah. So I, I mean, stopped. Yeah, go on. So I stopped uh, at the age of 19 just to solely dance yeah. and to dedicate my time in that properly. Yeah. I mean, just from the conversations so far, that makes perfect sense because it feels like you're someone that is so focused and disciplined that exactly that you can't really do two things at once because you need to give a hundred percent to one thing and from that i mean a hundred percent of everything like not a hundred percent of when i'm doing my art stuff hundred percent of this is my my living and breathing so that is isn't something you can split between the two Or was it ever an issue? Because, as you were saying, you in your mind potentially your dancing was your passion and your art, and you were assuming you were going to have some other job that pays the bills. Or was it ever an issue? Because it can be tough when 
the thing that is your passion becomes your living and your earning mm-hmm. did that ever take any of the, the the joy away from it and the the pleasure away from it when it's your day-to-day job essentially i think i have been like, once again like you put it earlier lucky yeah uh in, in that sense because i was still with my parents when i was in paris yeah and uh, i was with that group vagabond yeah but then um i started working with nike and making um money for myself yeah and then i worked for madonna and then i saved money yeah. And that's how I was able to come here and move to America. And meanwhile, yeah. I was still working with Nike. And um, and so I was lucky to be able to be independent uh, yeah. early on in my in my life. And and I, I feel very grateful for that. And I've always been grateful. And, and then, But I had the same dilemma when when I moved here and, and uh, started taking acting classes. Because I thought after a while, am I hiding behind the fact that I'm dancing and, um, and I've been pretty lucky at it so far yeah but i really love acting yeah. and i felt like i need to flip the coin the other yeah. way around now but i still didn't feel ready internally but i've i've stressed the question for about two three years yeah um whether i stop dancing or i just solely act and and i've i would ask people around me not because i wanted to people to tell me what to do but more essentially because i, I it's it's interesting to me to see what people do it when they're facing dilemmas like that yeah and hearing people's opinion or people's stories i thought was a good way to then me come up with my own answer and how i truly felt and i i bothered and it was it, it seemed to be a question of life or death bizarrely enough it was right. so important yeah and i generally woke up one morning and the need and the feel of keeping dancing was gone and i could not explain why mm. but i i do that in life in general whether it's um, and on anything that I care about that is in my heart deeply, whether it's a person, an art form, or anything that is important to me. I, I stress the subject and I question. I live in it and with it until it's gone. But I don't forget, yeah. you know, and move on and, yeah. and forgive. I, I, I remember yeah. and, and I've learned and I feel better that way as a person. So I needed, I needed to come up with an answer and I knew I wasn't going to do both. Right. And I thought, how much longer am I going to stay in this situation? So when I woke up, I was over the moon and I had no plans specific. Yeah, and I remember answered. we were in, we were rehearsing for the Super Bowl with Madonna and we were at Madison Square Garden. And I remember I emailed her and I said, I'd love to talk to you before rehearsal today. When she's, she's always, she's always been lovely and dear to me and, yeah. and, and close as a, as a friend but like when we work we work so i sent her an email i said i'd love to talk to you and she came to me and she said are you pregnant i said no <laughs> i am not pregnant i said i just want to say that i i think i think i'm i think i'm not going to dance anymore i'm going to do this and, yeah. and and i love her to bits and i wasn't going to stop at all what uh what i've started it yeah. wasn't a question of that but i i knew the feeling was gone and she said she asked me she said did you book she I've, I've always encouraged me uh to act and she, we always talked about acting yeah <clears throat> And she asked me, did you book a movie? And I said, no, no, I don't, I haven't booked anything. Yeah. And she said, what if you, what if you don't work for the next eight months, which is the, the, the tour, what it had to offer. It's yeah. sort of that sort of time length, uh, eight months to a year. And I said, even if it takes two years, I feel like I need to, to put my head uh, and heart in that yeah. completely. And she said, I like that. And she supported me and she, you know, she said, you know, we said bye in a professional way, and it was lovely. I love that. And that's, then we stayed beautiful. in touch. And but I, but you know, 
there's a God, he heard me because it took two years yeah. to book one job and I wow. didn't make a paycheck in two years. Yeah. And it was hard towards the end. I thought about all sort of things. I thought about, <clears throat> I thought about how can I make money quickly and mm. without jeopardizing the time that I need to spend in acting. I, I, yeah. I've been auditioning the whole time, being yeah. in class, meetings. I just haven't booked anything in two years. And uh, and I ended up uh, booking yeah Kingsman two years after that. Yeah, but wow. people have told me you know over weekends there was this music videos you want to do it you could have made such amount of money and it would have helped me massively at times. But I knew <coughs> I couldn't do something that I had to do with the previous art form. It's just yeah. like when you break up with you know with a boyfriend you're yeah. not just gonna go back out of I, I don't feel that way. It's yeah. too important. So yeah. I love I. Uh, dancing too much to do it just as a side as a, thing as a bit every now and then yeah. it needs and to be all in all out I thought of doing that because I could have been on my own in mornings yeah. do a house a day and I thought at the end of the week where I have like 700 bucks and yeah. that was that was good for and me. you can work lines and techniques uh, and, exactly and you but you were yeah. left alone but I thought yeah. you know how you know as a waitress it's too stressful and I don't think you make enough money and I thought what if I do go-go dancing but it's just too close to dancing yeah. have, or, you know um, but yeah, I never took the job that was the music video. I I, I could have not done that. It's it's, it's fascinating though, because again, I don't mean to be as if I'm I'm, I'm psychoanalyzing or, or or going into anything, but it feels that if it took two years to book book the next job, the way you seem to be is you will have got two years better in that time. Do you know what I mean? You would have been improving yourself. It's not like it's two years of sitting around and waiting. It's two years of of perfecting the art form even more so it's yeah. not a, a, a wasted two years as such no it's a, no it was not c- completely not no right. I, 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 I was living br- breathing and uh, acting constantly and those two years didn't come without stress and many times I've, I've wondered what have I done mm-hmm. but it didn't seem that I had any other choice yeah. and I never reconsidered and I never thought I've done a mistake and I yeah. never thought would I go back to dancing ever yeah. I never yeah. thought of that I never considered choreographing I never had that in my heart, yeah. and I, 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 for some reason, I didn't seem to have much choice but to keep going with whatever I started. Yeah, as if you've made that decision. Yeah, but it wasn't not out of ego. It wasn't out of like, okay, I'm sticking to my decision because of mm-hmm. that. It seemed like something was pushing me from the back, and I had no was something was stirring this, and I just had to follow that path. Yeah, I have no idea what it was. It seemed yeah. like I didn't have much choice. And I knew it was deeply anchored in my heart, and I had to finish that, and I yeah. had to be in it. That's amazing. And 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 Kingsman was was a huge, iconic and show ceiling, and it's 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 where I first became aware of you. I, mm-hmm. I was a big fan of that film, and that was an amazing role to get right because it was such a a strong character, such a distinctive character. So how was it when that came about after two years? Like, mm. How did that feel, and how was it? approached yeah so kate buckley my lovely agent mm-hmm. who we talked about earlier yeah yeah um, she's amazing i was uh, i was communicating a lot with her at the time she was my only agent yeah and i was here in la and she was in london so the, 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 the to give some context there of of, of why we were discussing kate was the first person that gave me any advice on yeah. the acting front and she didn't have to i didn't know her at all like we had had some mm-hmm. mutual friends and she just said look mm-hmm. just come and meet me and we'll have a drink and I'll mm-hmm. give you some advice yeah. and tips. It was purely, again, out of her own kindness and, yeah. and generosity. So, she's, yeah. she's a strong, tough woman and she, she, I, I owe her a great deal She yeah. and, and I love her to bits. Um, but yeah, so 
Kate, the, 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 the dance that we were having at the time, her and I, was that because she's in London, so she would send me material during the, her day. And so yep. It's the night for me, nighttime for me, and I would wake up to a lot of things to work on. And yeah. it wasn't a day where I didn't have an audition or a meeting. Amazing. And so I woke up one morning, and I had the audition for Kingsman. Mm. And so I did, I prepared for it, and I went. And, uh, and it went well. You know, she called back and said it went well. They're like, just said, okay, good. And then you have to learn very often, you know, even, even, uh, and I think I learned that early on as a dancer also to be able to do your best at an audition and leave it behind and not wait or having any sort of expectation. 100%. And, and that, that's, that's a, that's a learning, um, process. I think that, yeah. that it, it takes, it takes a bit of a while, uh, to not be deceived or feel, you know, the deception if you don't get yeah. something. But I was like, okay, good. I've done my job. The For me, I see them as, as as a workshop to go yeah. and work on a character exactly. and then walk away. I've yeah. only got one, which mm-hmm. I won't go into now, but I'll tell you about afterwards, that I went to and I wasn't able to do that. I kind of went in and I was so obsessed with that role and all of that that I walked away kind of like, I need to know. And it's one that right. I've still not heard right. and it's not been cut. <laughs> and it's one of them, you it's, it's the one, every other one I've been able to let go and yeah. go in exactly that, that kind of... If you want it too much, it's dangerous almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you end up getting the ones that you don't, that yeah. you're able to let go. Exactly. It's funny, yeah, it's always that way. It's, yeah. it's really interesting. Um, but I, I, I thought, you know, at that level and especially if I was ever auditioning for a big project, I yeah. thought I was realistic and, and lucid enough to know that... At that point, you know, there is a credit factor, there is a, mm-hmm. an accent factor, and there's a look factor. I never fit in any box. Right, and yeah. But <clears throat> all I wanted to do is do well inside the room yeah. for casting and be a good actress, yeah. you know, I mean, as, much, exactly. as much as I could. And, and I thought, you know, I'm, I don't get to work and make, you know, be on a job right at the moment, but this is the way to practice. Yeah, completely. You know? And it's, it's great because in a way, if you've got a distinctive look or distinctive accent or anything, it almost makes it easier for you to do it and move on because there's stuff outside of your control that, that could be the reason you've not got it. You're not that right look or that, that, that right person. But the thing that I've learned kind of early on is caring about, the room rather than the project yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah so wanting to make a good impression with that yeah. cast if i feel that we got on really well and i did the character how i wanted to mm-hmm. uh, to do it then that's that job done I'll, I'll i don't care too much about if i get it or not it's yeah. it's making that impression in that moment because yeah. again similarly i'm i'm six foot four and i've got a big beard that <laughs> that's not going to work yeah. everywhere so there's yeah, going to yeah, be certain yeah, things yeah. that i'll feel i smashed it on the day but it goes upstairs and they're like no, why would we put that huge person into our, <laughs> into our field? The only way that it becomes personal <laughs> and you would feel personally about it is if like, you know you haven't worked hard enough and yeah. you know that you haven't done yeah. spend enough time with it. And that's when I think it turns into a nightmare, this whole experience. But yeah. if you know you've worked hard enough... If you feel you've enough, left something yeah, not there, yeah. not done. Yeah, but that's what the thing now is, uh, is with taping. Is, I yeah. think you know when you walk into a room... Um, you're able to change the temperature in a room. That's yeah. the power that you have when you go inside. And now sometimes you have to tape. Yeah. And you have to do that sort of on your own. Yeah. And I, I, I really like when I'm able to go in the room. At, at first I thought, what an amazing thing. I get to control us in the best take. Yeah. And, and no, I, I think I like much better. And also I, I, used, to, agree more I used to because... put myself in costume, complete yeah. context, costume, yeah. makeup. And at some point Kate had to tell me, you have to stop doing that. 
yeah. <laughs> because you're suppressing their way, they, their ability to imagine you. Because yeah. if they have an idea and you come ways, with another idea yeah, that's yeah, too yeah. strong, you have to wear, you know, t-shirt black, white, and then just be as plain. Like you need to be a canvas and uh, do the acting. So they can then do the acting with your rhythm. Yeah. And I, it took me a while to understand that, but I think during two years I didn't have an opportunity to act, so I think I was just pulling on a play. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. was having I'm just fun enjoying that. myself at exactly. home. Exactly. Yeah, that's perfect. No, I get that completely though. The the initial thought would be, I, I guess it also then becomes that you've got a background in performing live. So you've got that experience of having to just do it in the moment and on the day. Mm-hmm. Therefore, going in for a, a, an audition, you've you've got that comfort of I'll I'll do it in that one in that one go. Whereas if you if you're at home and as said you could do take after take after take, it can lose a bit of that energy that you would have of going on stage or going mm-hmm. you know in that room and then also you get used to a level of control that you don't get to have once you're on set with yeah. a, with with a film director so i think it's it's good to be able to let go and and, and yeah, share the experience point. of yeah. other people that are in control and have that sort of collectiveness yeah. uh, happen and you can ha- do that with casting directors yeah. when you're on your own having to do your tape you feel for a second that you have a sense of control but then that's not how this business works yeah as an actor yeah but um uh oh yeah so i woke up one morning to uh to uh, a bunch of emails so the the audition went well yeah and kate said and i said great done my job you know and the next day next day that was a wednesday yeah the next day i wake up on the thursday she had emailed me you have to fly this afternoon i woke up at nine she said you have to fly this afternoon to meet with matthew once you land you land on friday and uh, you have to work on all your scenes. And it wasn't much for Gazelle. They've yeah. added a few, uh, but said work on all your scenes, read the whole script. And uh, you have to pack for five months in case you book it, but you might have you might come back on Saturday. Oh, wow. So I woke up at, ni- at nine in the morning having yeah. to do laundry and prepare, prepare um, myself to, uh, to leave for that long. But I might come back in two days. It was a bit hectic. It's the, it's it was a weird, exciting. It's and a weird industry as well, though, where you have to just accept that in all of those situations, it's it's a yes. Mm-hmm. It's a yes. Or, like It can't be a, well, no, I can't. The, uh, it always has to be, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going. I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I drop everything. So how was that then, turning up and knowing that? But that's that pressure the, is on it, I guess. That I mean, I think that's you know. Am I going I'm home all, tomorrow? I, I always feel like a suitcase away from anything, and well, yeah, I'm always up yeah. for an adventure. So my energy is is way up for you know, yeah, well up for great. these things. Yeah. Uh, from 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 the get go, yeah. and I feel like I've adopted that from a young age, having to move around with the parents or have never staying in the same place, and you know, very yeah. much long. So any so that came across as. I, I loved it and I was excited and something was happening. Yeah. And even if it turned out that I had to come back on Saturday, it was stressful. Yeah. But <laughs> I felt, you know, then this is what's going to happen and that's yeah. it. It's fine. Um, so I landed. I've read the whole script in the plane and I learned all my lines. Amazing. And I landed in London on Friday morning and uh, I went straight to Shepperton and read for Matthew and he just saw two scenes and very in a very cool way. He said, okay, I'm happy. Now we just need to talk to producers and agent. And uh, my inside was screaming with joy. And uh, and I just kept the cool face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I had to go to the bathroom and I just had to scream. Amazing. And I, and I just called. 
I called my parents first. I called my dad because they were worried about me. My family was worried. Yeah. You know, and I said, I booked a job. And they had no idea that I was in London, yeah. that I was doing all the, this audition. I told nobody yeah. that I was leaving, not even my friends from L.A. And, uh, it's a weird one, and isn't it? it? It's, it's kind of the best way, particularly if you are... For you to be able to treat each job in the way that you were just saying, if you turn up, you do it, and you forget about it, yeah. you have to be quite private about it. Because yeah. if you're saying to your friends or family, oh, I'm in for this, then you're not allowed to to go in, do your job, and forget about it. Because people are going, oh, have you heard back on, have you yeah. heard back about it, Kingsman? It's very stressful. Have you heard back about yeah. this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you have to relive the deception of not having had it. If yeah. people ask you, no, so I every haven't time, heard no, back. I haven't. No, I never heard no, I back on that. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I tend to never tell when I have an audition. And yeah. it's not out of, I'm not superstitious at all. I'm, yeah. I'm happily sharing. It's just that I can't talk about it. There's too much. I, yeah, to, I get that completely. I yeah. understand mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So, so you you booked it and you held in the excitement at the time, and then how was that? Were you away for five months? And yeah, I was. I trained for quite a while, and then yeah. we shot, and then I booked another one. I overlapped another project that took me to India. Yeah, and um, and then I came back to LA, and then and then another something else happened is that uh, after that I didn't I didn't work for about a year. Right again. And I remember, um, yeah, I came back to LA and I stayed here for, for a year before, uh, for, yeah, about a year before I booked Star Trek. Yeah. But I remember promoting Kingsman and being on the red carpet and looking amazing like a princess, but I was overdrawn 2,000 bucks on my account. Right. That was yeah. a weird contrast as well. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. I'm promoting a movie that's huge with amazing actors and I feel like I'm never going to work ever again. Yeah. It's that weird fiction, isn't it? That, it, yes. that or this town in particular kind of sells. Mm-hmm. That was in a, the, pr- a in the premiere in load. London, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how was it to get S- S- Star Trek? And again, that that was the reboot had been a huge success and yeah. was amazing. And then you're getting to come in as a cool as fuck alien, and you know yeah. what I mean to, to get to be this cool kind of b- b- a badass character as such. How was that? And how did that all? So I was auditioning here in 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 LA, and again, uh, I was terrified I wasn't going to work again, yeah. and that I had I had also a lot of attention in the in the in the promotion process of Kingsman, mm-hmm. and I felt like it wasn't deserved because the acting was so little in, in the right. film itself. Yeah, although the character was That's very, it was a striking character and a striking very, role, but yeah, it is a minimal. Yeah, it is minimal, and I love how striking she is, and mm. and, and and I love playing her. But I thought it's above me, you right. know, sort of, so, sort of thing, and um, and I need to catch up with that sort of level, right? You know, I and, see. and and I was I had, I had even more pressure on myself, and on top of like trying to not like paying my rent, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, and um, um, I, I I went to this audition at Paramount, and um, and I had no idea what it was for, and uh, and I came back for a call a, a, a call back, and I had to sign. My contract before I did oh, wow. uh, my callback. <laughs> it was That's it was crazy. crazy, and I still had no idea what project it was for. I mean, there were speculations, and we yeah. assumed that it might have been that because yeah. the sides were from other sci-fi films, right? And we thought that you know because they were coming back with the third one, but I had no idea it was an alien. No, no, not sure that it was Star Trek. I then, love the weird, I mean, the weird vagueness of these things yes. when it's when it's people involved. Mm-hmm. I had one where I just literally had to record a few different American accents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've, I've still never found out what it was because I didn't 
didn't get yeah, it but I just had yeah. to do a few different accents and send it off mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it was a similar they're like we can't tell you yeah. we can't let you know anything unless yeah. you get an it's like man yeah. actually no sorry my bad for the callback uh, I, I did not know what project it was I didn't have to sign something quite yet and then I right. did a screen test right and I had to sign a screen test I, sorry, I did a screen test knowing that it was for Star Trek, mm-hmm. but not knowing what character I was playing. Right. So I signed it, and then I went in the makeup bus, and they said, this is what you're going to look like. I was like, whoa. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I thought, yeah, this is fantastic. It's amazing. I love transforming, and I embraced that. And, um, and yeah, and then I was taken on a journey in Vancouver for four months, shooting with an amazing group of people. So how was it um, experience-wise in comparison? Because Kingsman was big, but it still had the feel of more of an independent mm-hmm. type big film, whereas Star Trek mm-hmm. is Star Trek. You know, it's this huge yeah. franchise. Yeah. Well, you know, the boys on in Star Trek have been around together yeah. for quite a, a, a while and they've, yeah. you know, they've experienced two together. Yeah. And there's there's strong fan. I think I was a bit nervous at first to jump into that family yeah. because I knew how tight they, they were and, 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 I, and just, I think I could tell. Yeah. And when I met them the first day, I saw, you know, what a group, you know, they're solid. Yeah. And I was like, how am I going to find my space in that? And they just took me under their wings. Are you, and You're arriving in Paris again and, you, and you're looking at the street dancers exactly. and thinking, I want to be them. See? But how do I get in? How do I fit in? Can I again? put my hair under a hat? to yeah. get into Star Trek how's yeah. that <laughs> yeah. oh, oh what's the hat I have to put on to yeah. get in with the gang yeah. maybe what protected me is the alien face once yeah. again I played <laughs> yeah. an alien yeah. see yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've been an alien all my life Yeah. so I'm not surprised <laughs> yeah it works perfectly <laughs> so no I mean they, 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 I mean, I think the human experience on Star Trek was far um, far more significant than the actual project itself bizarrely yeah. enough as much as I love the project and the franchise yeah um, and 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 the honor to be a part of the film. I think the human connection that I made on, on on with the cast was uh, was far more profound. And especially after, you know, Anton leaving us, yeah, that was that was very significant. And yeah, they're, of they're incredible people, and we were very close. And I and I and I and I love them all to bits. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And uh, I've I've spoken in the past with with Simon Pegg, and and I, and, and he always spoke of. It's it's not it's it's one he said he had that with, with, with Star Trek and with Mission Impossible weirdly that it's like it's not a question for him. That's that's kind of it, or even it's not a a job for him or a project. It's like no that's that's the family and the group and whenever they need me to do that, I go and do that because that's yeah that's a yeah, an existence rather than a, a gig yeah. or I've got this role. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I mean, I I did not know, and and um, and I, I think I was scared, and I was a bit, um, I was a bit impressed. Yeah, you know, they're all such solid actors, and um, and but they, uh, I mean, they made me feel. It, it feels like it felt like family, and yeah. it still does. We're yeah. still very close after, um, after we've wrapped. That was two years ago. Yeah. You wow. Know. Um. So yeah. So so what was after that? You, you, Oh, what's been the journey? Because you had, you went on to a Jet Trash after that, which was a far more independent no, thing. Jet Trash was before. Oh, that. was it before? So yeah. you filmed that before, and then Jet Trash was straight after Kingsman. Oh, straight after That's Kingsman. That's what I went and filmed in India. Oh, amazing! Yeah. So, so, so then the next thing from 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 Star Trek uh, would have been the Mummy Actually, or Atomic no, Blonde. After Jet Trash, I went and filmed uh, Tiger Raid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
with Brian Gleason and Demi Maloney. Oh, amazing! And yeah. we went to, back to Jordan for that. Yeah. And then I and then I had Star Trek, and straight after Star Trek, I went on uh, Atomic Blonde. Yeah, which I saw the trailer. I when I landed in LA, I had a spare afternoon. I went to see a film and saw the trailer. I'd read about it, what hadn't seen the trailer. See? Pardon? What did you see? Um, I went to see King Arthur. And I went to see that because I was meant to be in it, and then I was cut f- cut from it, t- or told I was cut two wait, weeks wait. before it came out. Oh, but you did film something. Yeah, yeah, we filmed it all th- th- three years ago, and mm. it was. But a whole story arc was taken out, and that happened to be all the bit that, that I was on. So, okay. but I still wanted to see it because it was a similar thing. I had the most amazing experience. I loved everyone there. I got on really mm-hmm, well and bonded mm-hmm. with them. So, I was like, I still want to. See, see how it's turned yeah, out yeah, and yeah, being yeah. involved mm-hmm. in that. But yeah, I saw the trailer for Atomic Blonde there and it's it's one of the best trailers I've I've really? I've seen. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm like glad the, you like the it. way it's edited the music in it and it's kind of a slow start and then when it kicks in it's it's an action a, a music video almost. And yeah, it looked <laughs> Yeah, it's a wall to wall movie. Um sorry, it's a wall to wall music in, yeah. in in the film and it's really it's interesting. It, it, it was originally called the coldest city, based on that yeah, graphic novel. Yeah, it's from the novel. graphic novel, isn't it? And the yeah. coldest a, winter. A winter was the prequel, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that just came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, they changed the title, I think, because it fit more the mood. And it's it's funny because it's a it's a very cold film, but yeah. then all the colors like have a, brings a, an interesting contrast to that whole mood, and yeah. the music also warmed the the, yeah. the movie up. But I think it's a you know it's a fun spy film that I enjoyed very yeah. much filming and. And, um, you know, I was, all my scenes, I was Charlize on that one. So yeah. it was less a sense of family on this one. Right. And then we were in Budapest and it was really cold and it was, everything was with her. I, I, it was more of a, it, it was more isolating as far as the project, okay. but I, but I embraced that. I think it was yeah. good for the part I played. It was good for, um, it was really good for the part. And it was, yeah. it, it, Again, it definitely served me and served the character. Cold spy type affair, then yeah. that's kind of a good thing for, of, or from the trailer, it feels like I'm a fan of of David Leach. I think he's he's amazing, and his 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 fingerprint comes across in that trailer hugely. It looks like it's so beautifully shot and well cut together and timed and everything. It feels yeah. like a real, uh, you know, your 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 heart rate is going to be going up and down. Yeah. Throughout. Yeah, the, the rhythm is 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 powerful, and the edit is is really cleverly done, yeah. and and he's really he's really good with his with all his stunts and how yeah. you know the, it's raw and it's very it's visceral. Yeah. And um and I absolutely love that I'm not doing any action in that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I love that th- this man didn't see me as the go-to action girl, and I absolutely adore this. Uh, and yeah, and she great. and and Charlize in it is 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 phenomenal. She's yeah. really kicking ass. Yeah. It, she's really strong. Again, it's the beauty there of 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 getting s- 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 some roles that 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 blew you up that are quite action based, but having years and years of acting training and classes, so you're not just you don't have to just be oh oh we need you to to do a flip here or or yeah. just just be action. That You've was got my that goal. Also, do yeah. you know that that was a part of my of, of my goal. I think I've been considered for some other dance roles. I think early on. Mm. Early on, besides three dance, two three D yeah. that I've done when I was twenty, twenty five, twenty six. I yeah. think I think it's at the at, um, at at the end of that film that I wondered if I should stop dancing. Yeah, you know, and then I stopped. But then I was so approached. that you're not just the dancing mm-hmm. uh, actress. As yeah, such. 
but I've been approached for several um, dance projects and I thought I felt like I would enter this world through the exit door yeah. and I wanted to learn again the basics and not be seen and kind of like if people ever knew me as a dancer that they forget that I was that yeah and, um, and it's kind of ideal because the roles you've got um, and we'll get on to the, the mummy now as well where you've had again such an iconic look in 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 as gazelle and and an alien in star trek is it means that people can le- legitimately forget who you are at that point if you know what i mean it's not that kind of oh there you are it's it's that they're such striking images that it allows them to see the character rather than the actress mm-hmm. which is what you've got to st- strive for right if if yeah. if you're if you're in love with the art of it if you're in love with Absolutely. the idea of fame and celebrity, then yes. you want to be seen. But if you can, if you could be lost as Sophia and just see the character up there, then that's got to be the ultimate goal. So, yeah, I, I, I embrace transformations, and it's yeah. it's about the character, definitely not yeah. about me. And I think I've been lucky so far to to been given very uh, sort of iconic char- like yeah. character to play, and uh, and I, I embrace that completely. I think the time in the makeup chair is is pretty difficult, but yeah. when you see the end result and when you realize that these characters cannot be played unless this sort of transformation is being made, it's um, is um, uh, you know it, it, so. But I yeah, but you know even when I did Kingsman, I wasn't I was I've never done any stunt in my life before. Yeah, so right. for Matthew to give me that opportunity is massive, and then auditioning for other projects and people thinking I come from the stunt world no it actually no, don't but then being seen that. as such it's like I need to remove myself from that but not being an idiot at, at that point with that I think it's about the material the relationship and the script that you're reading and the story the writers so if it's if it has to continually be you know uh, action in the film that I do it's it's as long as it's about the character and the film and the story yeah. I'm not gonna turn my back on the project just because it has dancing or just because it yeah. has action in it but uh it's about the material. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of of iconic r- roles and characters, and and I'd imagine decent amount of times in, in makeup, the Mummy is about to come out, and that's a huge role for you. You're you're the Mummy essentially um, on all the billboards and everything. How was that as a project to work on? It's a reboot, obviously. So it's, I'd imagine, going into it, there's a level of of caution. And and, and 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 wonder but as long as you get a good script and a good a good team then that gives you the confidence how, how was that as a project to to get involved in it, it came to me when i was actually finishing filming star trek yeah and i i read the script and i i told my agent I, I i don't feel that i'm ready for that right because and i said no to the project because as it was written initially uh, I, I just felt i'm gonna go again through a lot of makeup to just play a monster that's walking around, just yeah. scaring people. And I'm a massive fan of the Lemley movies. Yeah. I watched them when I was a teenager, and I loved yeah. The Mummy. And, and I thought, you know, that it was, you know, I, I just, it's such a beautiful, romantic sort of film, you know, yeah. that you see The Mummy as The Mummy for about 10 seconds at the beginning of the film, and the rest of the film, you just see him as a human, have yeah. no idea how he regenerated. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, there's a part of mystery that's being left in that film that gives, that invites your imagination to flourish, and I think that sometimes in movies nowadays, that aspect is a bit lost. Yeah, completely. And I, 
And I thought, you know, I I I feel like I I would have not felt happy if I was just a monster. Yeah. And I was also afraid that I will never work ever again. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I, I looked at you know a few people who played monsters if they were females and what they have they done after or. Oh or, really? That's interesting. I, I was I just had again for not having worked for so long. I felt I felt maybe you know I'm never going to work after that one again. Yeah. Uh, so out of fear and out of coming from a movie that took me a lot, of, you know, that took a lot of time in the makeup chair, I yeah. said maybe I should be patient and wait. And, and wait for what else is around the corner. But yeah. yeah. And then they went back to Alex Kurtzman, our director, and Alex said, "I understand. I still would like to meet with her." And I said, "Of course, I'd meet with him in a heartbeat." Yeah. So I did, and we sat down, and he tell he asked me first of all, "Tell me." He's, that's the first thing he said is tell me and uh we we were familiar you know with each other straight away and we were honest to one yeah. another and he he said to me i understand everything you said and you're right what you read um was a was some sort of material to get us starting in pre-production yeah but it's not going to stay that way and he took on my notes and he promised me that you know what was essential to me was that the mummy was considered and the psychology of the character was relevant in the story and in the Amazing. context and he said he promised me that it will exist and and then i said you know what am i who am i to say no to a project yeah. with a big studio such as universal Completely. for and to not and to be a part of a film that's you know that's that will essentially give homage to the original one yeah. the 1932 one that's what alex told me yeah and i said yes and then two months later tom was on board and then russell crowe was on board and i thought what an amazing thing yeah you know, and, 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 and it was a long process. It's a movie that I worked on for about a year altogether with yeah. reshoots wow. and with the preparation and with, film, with filming. And um, we, I went through uh, 25 screen tests and wow. all of them were scanned which is a long process, which yeah. is if we went for one look, it would already be in the computer system for visual effects. Right. And, um, and we went through, and then even when the look were... Uh, set uh, the one longest makeup was six hours the shortest wow. one was four hours and it was it was it was a tough one but at the same time I could have not played the character yeah. without having that makeup on I felt mm -hmm. different people looked at me differently yeah. I avoided mirrors to towards the end right. and sometimes I would derig and even the derig when we removed the makeup we had to be done in a bath yeah. and uh, we had to scrub away all those letters Wow, and uh, that were on my body. It was it was quite a. Sometimes I would just do my hair and put some makeup on it, or ask me, "What are you going?" I said, "No, I'm just going home." <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> I thought I was going for dinner to see my friends, but how could have had how could, how could have done that? Because I would wrap it quite late and yeah. having two a.m. call times the yeah, next day. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. so I could look normal. Yes, yeah, so you and could I, feel like you again yeah. for a moment. And few times I went home with my makeup on because yeah. I, I, I couldn't. Sometimes it was useful for me to stay in character and to feel the character and the weight of the character on me and with yeah. me. And, you know, the character has a lot of strength, has a lot of power, that yeah. woman that I had to find. And uh, and the size of it, and playing the, such a royal sort of energy about her. Yeah, of and I had to look and dig. I mean, I don't walk around thinking I'm a queen, you know, in my life. So it's, it was a, a tough one to find. Yeah, 
But in the end, you know, I was what, whatever I was terrified about is are things that are embraced in the end, even if it was hard. The yeah. transformation was essential. The the size and the, the the strength of the character was essential, and I love that she is, you know. And I think we need those movies nowadays. Where you see a strong woman that's yeah. fighting for what she won, what she's been promised, and and I think it is relevant to the story, and everybody can relate to to that. You can maybe disagree about her methods of going about yeah, it, sure. but you can understand that being deceived and being hurt. Yeah, and the drive, the, yeah. the drive and the motivation. So, uh, having spent a year on it, and then having a big gap from it I guess because it's a film that's going to have a lot of post and a lot of to to, to to bring it all to life how is it now to be in, in the reality of it's about to come out and obviously Kingsman was big but you had a big role but it wasn't on your shoulders as such and Star Trek the same a big role but it's a, an amazing team already this feels like the first project where again Obviously, Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe. That's 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 a huge thing. But you're you're a, the mummy. You are. It's your movie as such in 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 that way. So, how are you feeling about that and the all of the 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 social and commercial commitments ahead and at the moment. I'm 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 currently swimming in the middle of it mm. um, because of all the promo I've been doing. It's been quite intense and quite yeah. nonstop. Um, I'm in, I'm embracing it. I, I've never thought about it, yeah. and I think that I'm, I'm I'm a day at a time, and I'm not thinking about it really. Yeah, I think great. I'm still lucky because I think you know a lot is on Tom still. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And so I feel like I'm I'm sharing that responsibility with him massively which is helpful. Yeah, that's um, great. But I'm, I'm, I tend not to think about that too much. You know, it's it's the minute I, I step out of set and I still have to do ADR, but aside from that, everything is it's in between other hands and all I can think about is work on the project that are to come and strategically, you know, stir my, you know, towards direction and what we want to do next. And, yeah. and I'm lucky to be working on a project called Hotel Artemis. Yeah. Soon, right when I come back from promo, it's going to overlap and... And I'm happy to keep working um, yeah. straight after. Um, I don't. I, I. I don't know what sort of impact this movie is going to have. I just. I just know that it's going to be, just be out into the world, and people are going to be hopefully able to be either distracted from their everyday lives or have a you know be entertained yeah. or have a good you know experience. I hopefully the people come out of the movie having you know laughed or yeah. being, having a lot of fright. Hopefully, yeah, and having a, had a, a good experience. And it, I, I can't wait to see the film myself. I haven't seen it. You yet. Haven't, haven't seen it. Amazing. Yeah. It, it feels kind of perfect that you've got the next project is already. Is, is overlapping as such because the thing that seems to have come up after every amazing project you've worked on that's that's life-changing is a moment of is that it now am i done am i going to get another opportunity is it all over so it, it must it must be nice that this is the biggest moment yet yet you already know what's next yeah. there's not that moment after of how has this film changed what is ahead or what is the future you know that's still to come and still to be mm. part of it but, but but you've got a project already that you're mm. invested in and and and, mm. and jumping straight into I, I tend to not think about how things will change yeah after they come out yeah i, I don't i 
I don't know if it's wrong to think that way. It doesn't. Mm. It shouldn't matter because it's not in my hands. Yeah. The yeah, only thing that's in my hand is how hard I can work for the next one yeah. and the choices I can make in the project that are about to come next. And it's all a gambling, really. Yeah. And uh, but I feel in tune when I make decisions a lot of the time, and I feel I feel a bit. You know, I don't want to be too picky. I want to be open as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But I do. I do have. Um, a movie culture that it was that was given to me at a young age because my parents watched quite obscure sort of films that I yeah. hated watching. Yeah. Uh, at, at times because there was only one TV in the house yeah. and my mom was watching this TV channel called Arte. Yeah. It was half in French and half in German and yeah. I just had to watch Wings of Desire or Possession or yeah. like and now I adore that I have that You've sort of mo- reluctantly. Movie, movie culture. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's it's in me and I and even when I started acting, you know, I would have been happy just doing a small independent film because yeah. these were these were the films that I loved the most and being thrown in Hollywood came out of nowhere really. Yeah. And um but I know that I um, the roles that I like to do the most are the roles that I like as an audience the most, and you yeah. know, and it could be, it could be the entertaining ones, and it could be the more more meaningful ones, the one that can inspire people or or change people's lives if they have that sort of power. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm up for any anything. I just, yeah. I'm just enjoying the ride, and people very often now ask me, so what sort of things do you want to do next? I just, I don't know. I just, I haven't done enough to be to feel like I need to narrow down. Uh, and be specific about what I want. I, you know, when I watch some of the, the actors that I that I admire and love the most, and Daniel Day Lewis is one of my favorite actors. Yeah. And uh, you know, you you don't like he jump from one style to another yeah. quite easily, and every time he gets, you see a character that's so specific and strong, and you Completely. barely know anything about him, which allows the audience to just dive in and live with the character for the for the amount of time that the movie allows that, but. I I I I sort of look up to these actors, and I and I and I want to and I want to I want to be close to that as much as possible. In the sense that I I, I if I can ever be that way, I'd, I'd yeah. be proud. You know, that's amazing. And it's, it's kind of it's always weird the 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 asking of 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 what's ahead or what would you like? Because the fact is, every role that has shaped your career so far couldn't have known about a year before so if you'd been asked a year before kingsman what do you want to be doing it's like you wouldn't have known the kingsman was a thing and that mm-hmm. it existed and, and so on yeah. and, and so forth so it has to be well just having that faith that it will all continue mm-hmm. and but these people projects asked me will that come. many times when yeah. i started when during during those two years where i didn't work before i booked kingsman yeah people a lot in meetings would ask me so what do you want to do yeah. Said I don't know. Depends on the material. I feel like I play a cactus comes. in a movie. Yeah. You ask me to because if it requires just any sort of imagination and mean yeah. work and it's it's just the thrill and, and and the experience was enough for me and I was happy that way and I f- I still feel the same like the same to be the same person. Yeah. Uh, right now, genuinely. Um, so I'm trying just to stay th- true to um, to what I feel in the moment when I read when I when I read material yeah that's amazing well I'll wrap it up there and let you actually hopefully have some relaxing time before it all goes mental again <laughs> what's that um, <laughs> The Mummy is released on June 3rd and Atomic Blonde is July 28th so yeah you're going to have a hectic month or two yeah, the surely sirens. right Look, for a there's, the, there's the we sirens to close it all off after we spoke of it <laughs> that's perfect well, th- well thank you very much for coming on 
and and talking is 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 it you're on social media and stuff like that is that something you're yes, into I am. or are you I just am, there as a yeah i am i'm not trying to po- post anything about my meals and yeah yeah and yeah. i'm trying to not post anything too personal but i am on twitter and instagram yeah perfect <laughs> i don't Excellent. have facebook never had no, that's, case. that's all good. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for taking the time. You're it's been welcome. great. You're very welcome. Thank Cheers. you. You've been listening to Squibbish Pips Discretion Pieces. I mean... I told you it was a good episode, didn't I? What an amazing woman. Um, absolutely inspirational. Wonderfully articulate. Amazing outlook on life. I loved the fact that she quit Madonna's tour. And Madonna was like, oh, have you got a good acting gig? She's like, no, I'm just focusing on that. I'm going to train. I'm going to get good. I'm going to work hard. I love that. Yeah, amazing. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I'll be back next week. I don't know who I'm going to have. At the moment, I've not, I've not got it recorded. I won't miss a week but I'm struggling a bit at the moment because <laughs> as I said I'm filming a lot um, I'm away a lot I keep getting extra days on this film I'm doing um, so it's tough but I'll figure something out if I've not got a guest I'll figure something out for you I've got like four guests lined up at the moment it's just a case of getting the time and getting in the right place and, and making it all work um, yeah there will be more I don't know who's next week but it's going to be good I promise you anyway Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm going to stop this rambling. Subscribe and rate and review. Oh, you know, everyone says that. I talked about this before, didn't I? All right, I'll see you later. This has been the Distraction Pieces podcast, episode 153 with Sophia Batella. Check out The Mummy. I think it looks amazing. I've not seen it. Um, I was sceptical until I saw the the, the trailers, but I think it looks dope. Even more so, Atomic Blonde. Look, I'm, it's one of it's now one of the films I'm looking forward to, to, to the most. Previous guest James McAvoy um, looks fantastic in it. His accent and his his character seems awesome. Um, and Charlize Theron looks like she's smashing it once more. So, anyway, films and stuff—they're good. This is a podcast. Bye bye.